Hello, I'm Kristen Perisonotto. And I'm Hannah Ferguson, and we're co-founders of Cheek Media Co. This is the Weekly Cheek Podcast. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to the Weekly Cheek Podcast. Welcome back to the Weekly Cheek Podcast. <laughs> that's so, ooh, that's so nice. <laughs> so we're doing part two, I guess, of a, our religious episodes. Awakenings. Awakenings, <laughs> and then going to sleep <laughs> what you, what's the <laughs> sacrificed <laughs> um and so obviously in part one i spoke about my experience with religion so in this one we're going to talk about hannah's which is like i would say pretty different to mine still not good still not good i understand why people are spiritual and i understand why people are religious mm-hmm. but personally i don't need and i don't find purpose mm. in um, the idea that something's going to happen after I die. I actually find more solace in the fact that it's probably going to be exactly how it was like before we were born. Yeah, you don't know and anything. that's okay. Sounds like a really nice rest. I guess for me, I just find it, and I find it offensive, that people who are religious think that there's no moral grounding for people who are atheists. Yeah. Like, oh, but if you're not religious, then like, what keeps you from murdering someone? Oh, I don't fucking know <laughs> the fact that I don't think it's right to yeah. murder someone. Yeah. Like I'm a, I consider myself to be an ethically and morally conscious person that yeah. constantly, or at least tries to sit back and think, now, why do I think that? Yeah. Yeah. And actually my thing is, is that I think that people who are religious a lot of the time get off on making decisions because they found it somewhere in the Bible. Like, mm. oh, gays are evil. Well, frankly, I just, and this is the, okay, this is a really weird thing because I think I'm someone who has experienced Christianity quite extensively. And my thought is like, I know that this is like going to probably be very controversial. If Jesus was alive today, I think he would be very accepting of the culture and the diversity that we have on earth. Interesting. Like, I just think that the values that were portrayed Mm -hmm. and that are like, I actually think that when you read the Bible, there is, there is a lot of peace in Mm. the sort of the specifics Nah, that ain't it. Yeah. But the actual story and the morals they try to teach, like the Good Samaritan principles, like these very basic ideas Mm -hmm. are quite nice. Yeah. You know, that we should treat one another as our neighbor, you know, like this all this nice idea Mm -hmm. that we should love and, you know, accept each other. Mm -hmm. If that's true, and and if you look at the Bible as like a holistic look at values, Mm -hmm. I think that we should accept everyone. I think that the teachings actually represent nice ideas. Yeah. And I think that if these people came down today, they'd be like, what the fuck are you doing to each other? Yeah. yeah. So it's my problem is when someone comes out and says, there's, this, a, there's a line in the Bible and I'm like, there's a lot of lines in the Bible. Yeah. Like that we don't pay attention to. Yeah, exactly. You just decided to justify hatred mm-hmm. and quite honestly evil yeah. on things that I don't think you necessarily have looked at 100% either. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. That's a really weird qualm that I have. Well, it is. Well, a lot of people who crit- who are critical of um, Christians who, or I guess the Bible, or I guess a lot of people who are critical of people who like to pick and choose from the Bible, they always say like, oh, well, you are wearing two different types of cloth yeah. right now. Or did you, like, you don't, we don't, we eat like grain that's been sitting next to whatever yes. the other thing is that you're not supposed to eat it next to. So it is like picking and choosing. Um, I actually know, so the Baha'i faith, I think it's the smallest like population, the smallest religion and the newest religion in the world, um, but it's practiced by um, a very small portion of people in the Middle East. So they actually believe that there is like a lot of similarity between all of the religions. And I know a lot of people say that like 
I know, I know people who are religious who say like, I believe that God is probably Allah is probably Buddha, et cetera, mm. et cetera. It's kind of the same idea, but it's like just been translated differently. Um, and I don't mean literally translated, believe that back when the Bible was originally written, like, you know, the King James version, or probably it's one earlier than that, that I don't know about, but it was written when people were a lot less educated and had a lot less capacity to understand the world and like things around them. So for example, Moses parting the sea, there's a lot of people who believe that's a metaphor mm. and it's like not literally someone standing there parting the seas. It was like a metaphor for like Moses got this group of people across an ocean and it was a very difficult task, but he did it. It's yes. not literally the ocean and the, the waves. Exactly. Yes. So I think that's very interesting. Honestly, I don't know very much about the Baha'i faith, but I, that is something that I know about it that I'm like, that's very interesting. For me, and this is a big part of it, is um, this is something that I always think when I think about Christians, you know, like I, I, I understand why people believe in one God or blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But my thought is that there are thousands of religions in the world. How can you possibly be so sure? Yeah. And it's like, my thought is like, Oh, you're so lucky that you were born into the right culture with the right faith and it's your mm. God that's the real one and none of the other thousands. Yes, like yeah. I constantly just think like, oh, it must be so lucky for you that you were born into this really specific branch of this really specific church and like mm -hmm. you're right. Everyone else in the whole fucking world is wrong. Yeah. Like how could you possibly be so... I actually asked this question of a pastor once when I was a kid. Noodles! I can't <laughs> stop thinking about Should it. I say pastor? Yeah, it's it's because um, Queenslanders especially like peel, skill. Like yeah. You say things a certain way and I notice it. The pasta is like... Well, I actually say pasta. Sorry? When I'm talking <laughs> about the food, I say pasta. Oh, Italian you are. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you, <laughs> I thought you were trying to say that. That's how you say P-A-S-T-O-R. <laughs> I was like, you say pasta. <laughs> Actually, say yeah. I do it with an R because of yeah, Italian. Um, like, like penne. Yeah. It's actually penne. Penne. Yeah. How do you say bruschetta? I just say bruschetta. What? Mm, yeah. It's like gelato. Like my family would say gelato, but I'm like, I'm not gonna say. I'm that. not gonna go up to some chick at the counter and be like, one gelato. <laughs> um. Anyway, I digress. So I asked a pastor. <laughs> that was American. I liked it though. That's, um, how, that's how I imagine like Chris Hemsworth doing an American accent because he's so bad at it. <laughs> pastor. Um, uh, oh yeah. So I was like, oh, you know, what about people, what about a child who is brought up as a Muslim in, um, I guess anywhere really, in the Middle East? and has never had access to God. Like, and that person like follows um, the Muslim faith and then when they die, find out that it wasn't true and Christianity was true all along. Like, what about that? Like, it's, it, that's not really fair, I don't think. That's what I said to, to this, this pastor. And he said, um, God will show himself to everybody. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that's privilege, <laughs> privilege if I've ever heard it. God will show himself to everybody. Yeah. So that's the answer. And there are a lot of people who go on mission trips to take Bibles to people of other religions because they believe it's like their purpose in life. A lot of these people do go because they're like, well, otherwise, how are they going to find out about God? I need to tell them. <laughs> but I'm like, well, actually, there's like 
you know, places in Africa that there's families that could really do with like you building a house for them mm -hmm. or a school. And not putting a Bible in it. Exactly. Or like donating money directly. Do you ever think about how every hotel basically in this country has a Bible in the cupboard? Yeah, I don't like that. It's fucking weird. Yeah. That is really odd, actually. Like, there's nothing really else. Think about that? It's always top or bottom drawer of the bedside table, isn't yeah. it? Always. And there's nothing else that's like... What that. about some lube or something? <laughs> what about something useful? <laughs> Scrub it up dumb. And you have to pay for water. So you get a free Bible. That's fucked up. That is pretty fucked. I mean, you don't take the Bible, Christian. I'm sure people would. Freaks. Isn't that kind of fundamentally against the rules of the Bible? Stealing the Bible. Like, stealing a Bible. Yeah. It's almost as bad as burning it. I would. Would you burn a Bible? No, me neither. I feel like that would be some like. But I also bad like vibes. wouldn't let a flag touch the ground and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. I'm all about that's because of Scouts. Like, it's like dragging the Queen's head on the ground. Oh no, it's not like that. <laughs> Lizzie would. That would be very. If someone dragged Queen Elizabeth's head on the ground, that's what. It's can you? Uh, that would be really upsetting, wouldn't it? If you let fabric <laughs> hit grass, it's different to dragging Lizzie. Through the, dirt, through the dirt by her feet it's weird okay but i understand the but premise but that's, with that's scouts, the, po so. the point yeah so i remember like when i i think it was when i started at my school actually because i was like in scouts and they were very like special about the flags and then i remember getting to my new high school and they like i watched someone like fold the australian flag on the ground and i was like excuse me excuse that's me. the queen <laughs> didn't you know did you really think that uh, no, I just was like that's crown on her head, kicking I and screaming. Felt, I didn't literally think that, but I thought I was like, oh, isn't that like disrespectful to do that? What if you drop a five dollar note on the ground? Is that the same? Problem? <laughs> it's a literal. Head. She's dead. <laughs> <laughs> There's a ten cent coin that's been in the bottom of my car for many, many moons. So that's the same. Just rolling around in there. Jesus. Anyway. 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 So your your cult experience, Queen. I don't have a cult experience, I wouldn't say, because I think that, um, I mean, I guess I had a really weird upbringing in terms of my relationship with religion because, so I'm baptized, I was baptized in Catholic church. Mm -hmm. My brother was christened in an Anglican church. Mm -hmm. My sister wasn't at all. My sister's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> but essentially my sister, my parents had given up on religion by the time my sister was born. So there was a seven year distance between my, me and my sister being born. Yeah. She was never christened, baptized, nothing. She is. So your parents were Catholic and then Anglican? My or? dad was very Catholic in mm -hmm. his upbringing. He was an altar boy for, he was actually an altar boy for the man my school is named after from Orange. Uh, just the word altar boy. I'm just like, oh, I know. I'm like, is he okay? Yeah. Dad, what happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> it's just got oh know. it all makes sense yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'll hear be like fuck off Anna. <laughs> I, my dad actually recalls it like oh he would like have a sip of the wine while no one was watching sort okay. of thing like okay. Okay. so it's quite innocent full scoundrel yeah. <laughs> it was Scandal. quite innocent yes. yeah but it was very much a thing he like he grew up in this small town that we eventually moved back to but essentially my upbringing was that I was sort of, I lived in Orange as a small child for three years and then mm -hmm. we moved to Sydney for 10 years. And then mm -hmm. when I was 14, we moved back to Orange. Mm -hmm. So, um, when I was growing up in Sydney as like, you know, from the age of four onwards, um, that's when we went to an Anglican church. Okay. Now my mum, I would say is spiritual, but not religious. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but my dad, I think that we, like, I was baptized Catholic and I don't think it was because my dad really, like, I think it was because it was, like, the thing to do. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, like, because he was, like, she must be the holy water, you know, original sin cleanse shit. <laughs> I just think it was, like, the done thing at the time. And I think it was just, like, you know, everyone would have their child baptized, you know, the godparents thing. Like, it's just nice. Yeah, yeah. Um... My brother was christened in the Anglican church that we were attending at the time. And I think it was more of a social thing. Like we were, my parents had bought and were built, like they built a home on a block of land that they'd bought. Um, it was a new area. We were a young family. Um, and so we started attending this Anglican church just as a social thing. But then my mum would go to like Bible group on like Tuesdays and Thursdays. And she would like buy a nice Bible and like sit and read it and highlight it and stuff. Like I remember these things like thinking... That's a bit odd, but we'd go every Sunday and like, I went to multiple like camps, you know, when you're like those three day weekends where it's like with, you know, other churches and it'd be like a few hours away. And it was so fun. They were actually, there was like a water slide. We do activities. There was like so much food, like really? buffets. And it was really, it was cheap. Mine weren't fun. They were bunk beds. It was actually really fun. They, yeah. And I was one of the youngest. So it was like these cool older kids. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that was like maybe a few years we went to this church. But essentially, and I'm not 100% sure on the, the details, but I'm, I'm quite sure I'm right on this. So I think I might have been like seven or eight when we stopped going to church. And I was a bit, I didn't really know why. I knew that something had happened that my parents didn't agree with. Yeah. And it was actually my mum that didn't agree with it. So we all stopped going. Mm-hmm. I think at that point, my dad just went because mum liked us to go and liked us. Like my dad's the kind of person where obviously it's the done family thing to, you know, be baptized, but he has no interest in going to church on Sunday. Okay, right. Like... My mum would go because she thought it was like a beautiful thing and we'd sing and it was a family thing and we'd go for lunch afterwards. Um, but my dad would always be a bit like he wouldn't go on like the boys trips and stuff. So yeah, I feel like my mum, it was social, but, and the people were lovely. Like I, and again, it was like an Anglican church. And I remember that I would hang out specifically with minister. It's just minister. Oh yeah. 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 Um, he had four kids and I was like really good for the oldest girl's name was Hannah and I like really liked her and I liked a heap of the kids like it was a really nice environment and then he left and a new minister came in Mm -hmm. and essentially there was a situation where there was two colliding situations and I think that it made perfect sense though my mum saw it I actually completely ethically agree with what happened what she said in her view we left the church which was actually quite dramatic I remember people were like asking and they would ring our house and like ask what happened and mum oh and my mum would like have the conversation with everyone oh wow good and the minister rang her one day and she there was like an hour I remember walking past her and they spoke on the phone for ages oh my god and literally she said on the phone to him if Jesus was alive today I don't think he'd agree with what you've done <laughs> I remember it clear as day because I was like eight or nine, like I wasn't very old. And I remember like listening to my mom tell a minister that she thought he was like basically like not carrying out God's word oh and like God. this whole thing. And I just remember like fucking hell. And then my dad came home and she was like, I did it. Like, <laughs> So was, was it pre-planned? Um, no, no, no. He called her. It was like surprised, but she yeah. like really had the conversation. But essentially <laughs> one of my mom's favorite people at church um, had four children and she was in like quite an abusive relationship mm-hmm. and she left the man, um, and got, when I took all the kids left and then, um, started dating another man who was lovely, mm-hmm. absolutely lovely and loved her and loved the kids mm-hmm. and she fell pregnant, mm-hmm. but she hadn't divorced the abusive man right. and she was asked not to come back to church. What? Yeah. Oh my God. I thought you were going to say she got an abortion. No. That's it. But that's, that's it. She just got pregnant. Yeah. This is a weird thing to me is that like, 
this church wasn't that hardcore. Yeah. And it was just really surprising. But there was another situation at the same time, which is what I think my mum uses comparison, mm-hmm. was where there was this couple who had one son and he was like maybe a couple years older than me. And the mother was jailed for three years because she'd embezzled a lot of money from her workplace. Oh, my God. And I remember that when she went to jail there was this like weird perception where we were like, we're rooting for you. You know, when, like when she, like, <laughs> like there was, there was support for her husband and son at the church, right. essentially. Yeah. Like, obviously there was like a weird silence around what she'd done. Mm-hmm. But my mum on the phone, I remembered when she was talking to the minister said, or maybe it was someone else she was talking to. That's right. She got caught up with someone and they were like, why did you leave? And she was just like, well, I just think that this person will be welcomed back with open arms. Mm. And yet what you've done to this person. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember like going, we went to pick up one of my siblings from preschool one day and someone from church was there and their child was at the same preschool. Mm-hmm. And they like took my mum aside and were like, what happened? And I remember standing there for 30 minutes while my mum basically was like, I don't believe this. Yeah. And she would just go through the conversation. I remember there was like multiple conversations that were had about it in front of me. And I was like traumatized. I was like, what the fuck? My mum is like morally right yeah i yeah. truly believe like everything like, everything she said i was like damn get it girl yeah. but looking back i was like god that would have been rough like you yeah. left your like one of your main social um spaces and then tried to like and literally was strong enough to go back and be like i disagree with all of you yeah yeah Whew. and i like t- told so many people why she actually left yes because people would just approach her and be like why did you leave and she'd be like well how do you think this is right like yeah. had, what, why isn't this an issue for you yeah um well i see where you get that from <laughs> <laughs> that's the, such a Hannah thing to do. <laughs> I just also remembered this is like a bit off topic, but there was a woman at my church and I was talking to her about Elton John one day and mm. she was like, oh, I love his music. I just wish he'd stayed in the closet. What the fuck is wrong with people? Like just because it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, she was uh, like, I just wish he had been secretly gay so that I didn't have to know. That's so just so like, I don't understand when people say something like that. Like what if, could you just unpack that thought for me? Just for five minutes. Let's just talk that through. Yeah. How did you reach that conclusion where you're actually verbalizing that to another human being? You mm-hmm. are literally so... Like, that just is the definition of living in your own bubble. Yeah, yeah. Ooh! Anyway. I actually... um And sorry, this is supposed to be your episode, but I just remember... It's not if you my episode. <laughs> taking out Kristen's Takeover. <laughs> That's the title. Um, I remember because I, I had everyone on face, like all the religious people on Facebook, even though I had like distance myself from them and didn't actually talk to them and right when Caitlyn Jenner went through her transition there were like I don't know lots of memes and things going around and I can't remember oh no I do remember there was something about like there was some joke and it had something to do with Jesus and it had something to do with Caitlyn Jenner but it like called her Bruce and all of this stuff anyway this was there was a meme that my the pastor of the church um and if you haven't listened to the last episode there's more about that pastor go listen pastor after this um he had written something about he just like posted the meme and like did a um a comment and like in the comment it had written a caption that was like a pretty offensive and then the comment kept calling her Bruce and like putting it in caps and being like Bruce is this and Bruce is that and I and I was like fucking done with these people so I commented and I was like like this like this is in really bad taste like especially for someone who is the leader of a church like this is really like not cool and mm. 
um, he was, he's like two decades, maybe 25 years older than me. So like a full, a full grown up. And I was probably in my early twenties. Um, and I basically, I didn't say that, but I was like, you know, a grown man who's supposed to be representing a church who's like a godly person shouldn't be doing this. And he was like, well, I don't think it's like a problem to, to like, just have a joke. And I was like, well, you wouldn't like it if people made a joke about your religion. And he said that, uh, Jesus could take a joke (laughs) (laughs) and it wouldn't be, it would be fine. And it like memes about religion is fine and he doesn't care. And that's when I blocked him after that. Jesus could take a joke. Yeah. I didn't even think I blocked him. I think I just deleted. I was like, goodbye. Goodbye, my friend. And then the rest of them I deleted at the time of the marriage equality plebiscite. For I'm not going to go into those reasons. It's pretty obvious Don't. why. Yeah. <laughs> um, my sister, who was the devil and not baptized or christened or anything, she managed to escape. She escaped purgatory. But she then chose at the ripe old age of like 13 yeah. to be baptized and then take communion. I didn't ever do communion. I was encouraged by school because mm-hmm. essentially I went to a, um, like an academically selective high school mm-hmm. in Sydney. Um, and then when my parents started to d- destroy my life as I knew it, which I was like, you are fucking pricks. Mm-hmm. You're ruining my life. Yeah. In year eight, they uprooted <laughs> our life and moved us back to the farm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we went back to orange. Yeah. It was five of my brothers and sisters. They're like, yay, adventure. We don't care about anything. And I was like, I'm in year eight. And I'm like, I'm cool. Well, yeah. I wasn't. I actually did a lot better at orange than I did in Sydney. I mean, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, then they chose the Catholic high school and I'm glad they chose that because there's not much choice in orange. Mm. Um, but there's like, essentially the spectrum is there's a, I don't want to say the lower end, but the lower end, you just don't go there. Yeah. And then the like prestigious, the, the, the academically best school is like $20,000 a year. Mm. It's Kinross Walleroy. That's nice. It's a boarding school. Pep, uh, oh. People in Sydney who hate their kids send them there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, they all, I mean, there was a lot of crossover. Mm. Um, but essentially my school was like that second best school. Everyone knew it was second best. Yeah. Catholic school, uh, two grand a year for tuition, I'd say. Yeah. Um, so my parents were like, oh, and all our family friends are from Orange. Like, a, like I had third cousins that went there, mm-hmm. like a few family friends, kids. And that's basically how I met my best friend because we'd actually known each other since like birth from our families okay. from when I w- was little in Orange. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, well, I'll hang out with you. So I'm not alone. And then <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. like stayed there forever. <laughs> um, but essentially me back to the school and it's a Catholic school. Everyone like, I think, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't say anything like your experience where it was like you went to church on Sunday, nothing like that. But I would say like the school would hold masses. Mm-hmm. I would go to mass, like a three hour mass, like once a month Okay. at school during three class. Hours. Oh my God. Yeah. So it was like, and we had like a school priest say, mm-hmm. not that he worked at the school, but like he was one of the churches in Orange and then he would come for like everything, like assemblies and stuff. He just like, you know, it's just weird. Yeah. The first one that we had when I got there, I really liked. He mm-hmm. was a lovely man. He'd bring his dog to school and then you'd be like, why do you have a dog? And he'd be like, what's dog backwards? And we were like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, but then we got, he left and we got a new priest. And I don't like him. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I always got a seedy vibe from him. I mean, a lot of priests come with that vibe. Yeah. And he would just like sing in the middle of a sentence. (laughs) 
Um, well, like, for example, and I mean, this is probably more appropriate because he's a priest, but like during mass at school, he would just like, there would be like a line in the Bible and instead of just saying the line, he would be like, and then the God. And you're like, fuck off. I think that's a Catholic thing. It is, but he's just like that. He would like, he would actually walk down like the center of the aisle at our like school hall like he was a rock star. Like he'd be like, now year nine. You know what I mean? (laughs) Do you know at our school, we had um, practice for mass. So like what they would do the day before mass, this is a, the, the thing is, is that I understand and respect people who are religious, but quite frankly, this is a huge fucking waste of time. They would have like, so there were six periods in a day, mm-hmm. six year groups, right? Yeah. The day before mass, you would have one period cut out for each year group mm-hmm. and the year group would go into the hall and there'd be one teacher now, like I'm not a fan of this teacher, but whatever. And she would like practice the singing with us not as in the words because we get a fucking booklet with the words yeah it was making sure that we were loud enough to like so the priest would think it was good um oh so it was like so it's not even like wedding rehearsal it's like make sure you look good to the priest it's it's like come in and we're gonna run through it and then you're gonna sing it this like this tomorrow and you're gonna make sure it's the same volume and you're gonna make sure it's like this they had every person in the school go through and do the practice. The day before. And it was the same songs every time. How and often was the mass again? I would say once a month. But oh, that's every, such a waste of time. Once a month. And I would say like special occasions always. Okay. So like always like an end of year mass the day before term finishes. But then mm. they'd probably be like just like there is a mass for every event really. Right. But Why was it three hours? I wouldn't say they were all three hours. I'd say that some of them were shorter. But like the traditional one I would say would go like for example... I, let's not say three hours. I would say two and a half mm-hmm. from from the time that we go into the time that we leave, like and get back from class to class. Okay, two and a half. Wow, that's long. And we like in our the year like they would try and like make us compete. But if you were too loud, you got in trouble. Like if you were making fun of it, you were in trouble. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that was the day. Like for example, if you had sport that day, like you could wear PE uniform. Mm-hmm. But if um there was a mass on you had to bring your full dress. Like you can't right. wear sports uniform on mass day. Oh wow. Yeah. So sometimes you'd bring a sports uniform, you'd wear your normal uniform and then you bring special shoes for like your class and your textiles bag. It was like fucking, it was literally like bringing a suitcase to school to make sure oh, that you got God. everything. It was so yeah. stupid. And, um, there was like specific songs we loved. So like go make a difference was my year group's jam. Mm-hmm. Go make a difference. We can make a difference. Go make a difference in the world. That's the chorus. I don't actually know that one. Really? Do you know Lamb of God? Well, that's just in the, that's just part yeah. of the mass. Um, what about, God, yeah. what about, <laughs> these are etched into my brain. What about I welcome to the family? Were. No, I don't know oh, that Oh, that is a jam. We're glad that you've come to share your life with us as we grow in love and may we always be to you what God would have us be a family always there. Oh my God. It's I pathetic actually, listening to it. Well, see, cause my school was very like, the, there was the Catholic songs. We didn't do those songs. Mm. Like most of ours were like hill song, like cool, like rocky ones. Mm. I actually can't think of any right now. I don't really want to think too hard because otherwise it'll be stuck in my head for the rest of the day. But sometimes they just, I'm just like going about my life like this year and one of them will just pop into my head. It's fucked up. Yeah. And something I always think is like, why does cheek media only have a certain amount of followers, but Christianity has that many followers? (laughs) 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 Like what What a a waste of time. Yeah. The thing is, is that like uh, some of the teachers that I most loved at my school were like 
probably some of the most religious too. Really? Yeah, it's really weird. Um, they wouldn't ever inflict it on you, but they're the kind of people that you went to church every Sunday. Interesting. And like all of the teachers at my school were religious. They had to be, otherwise no. they wouldn't get employed. For example, in my science class, I remember my teacher in year 10 sort of saying to us like, look, I understand that in this school there's a view mm-hmm. and there's some difficulties and some challenges around teaching evolution and teaching, you know, the Big Bang. Yeah. I don't care. We're going to learn it. Okay. <laughs> but there was like a consensus that there was some pushback. Okay. But like there, that would never change what was taught. Like there was an idea that there would be teachers that would not want to engage in that conversation. Yeah. Um, but I think overall, like the consensus was well, science is the thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you didn't listen again to the episode um, that we did previously, um, was I in a cult? Go and listen to that. And you, I'll talk about my experience learning science in quotes at my school. But at my school, they you did not get employed unless you were religious. Like people at, in my class had to get go through like special ad, um, admission processes if their parents were divorced. Really? Yeah. Like usually they weren't. Like as a rule, divorced parents not allowed. You like your kid can't come to the school. My, I, I used to, um, I had someone in my class whose parents were divorced and she said that they had to make up this like big story about how they were divorced, but now they've come to God and blah, 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 so that she could go to the school. If you weren't religious at my school, like if you hadn't been baptized to be like a lot of the time, like for example, because I hadn't taken communion, it Mm. was like, well, we can help with that. You can come to this school, but we can help with that. Okay. But if you weren't religious at all, you had to hope that your sibling was already in. Oh, you're right. Like, because right. then you'd have to go. Like, yeah, you basically have to be accepted. But yep. um, a lot of time people would lie. Wow. And just say they're religious. Yeah. Well, even when you said like kids would make fun of like the singing, like no one did that at my school. People did not make fun of any of the God stuff. Like, wasn't the dumb thing. Oh, at my we used to get you know you three outside. Oh, okay. You three see me after this. Yeah. Like, no, no, we didn't get any of that. I guess Every, I, everyone was just, was like into it. I don't think I want the name of the school in there. Cause I don't think anything I've said is bad. It's just the truth. Yeah. They probably take it as bad, but like, hello, it's what happened. Yeah. Like I've, five years I ago. I say the name of mine, but you can probably find it. I went on a mission trip as well. Really? Yeah. So. Where to? Sri Lanka. Okay. In year 11, they pick is it 15? 15 people. Mm-hmm. And you'd fundraise the whole year and then you'd take the you money. You have to be picked. Do you nominate yourself? You not, you like, you apply, but it's right. like a very popular program. Okay. So they did it every year. And something that I constantly think is that we'd fundraise like, and raise like maybe eight or nine grand before mm-hmm. we went. Yep. But we spent money on research. Like what was part of it was we go over there and like work in schools that was like, it was like a war affected area, like a civil war affected area. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we went, we did like classes, like they get us all to do some lessons right? for the kids that were like really small. Yeah. And they were just like, wow. But quite frankly, their teachers were really good. And the fact that we'd gone in there and like hijacked the lesson. Oh, it's like white savior. It was. And I think about this a lot. Like we spent money on like buying stuff to then take over for the lessons. Mm. And like, we could have just given them more money. Yeah. And we kind of like, I mean, they were grateful for the money they bought. Like I remember the year before they had bought, um, like a speaker system and microphone system to like communicate throughout the school and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Like they spent on really good things, but I was just like upset that we had like sort of dictated where the money was going. Yeah, a bit. yeah. And it was so fun. We went to the school. Like it was a great week, and it was a great experience. Like it was eye opening, but it was such a white savior thing. Looking back on it. Yeah. Well, my school did that to the Solomons. Mm. And I remember, like, I wanted to go. Um, I didn't really think much about the mission trip element of, like, my best friend was going and it was a trip overseas. And I wanted to go. And my mum was like, no, you're not going to the Solomons. And I was like, oh, okay. I th- think she said it was because it was unsafe. But now looking back, I wonder if she just didn't want me to go on a mission trip. Yeah. And I remember telling the teacher in charge, he was like, oh, Kristen, you go- are you coming? And I was like, no, my mum doesn't want me to go. And he's like, oh, I'll talk to her. And I was like, good fucking luck. Good man. luck. I was like, oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, but then later there was like a f- maybe the next year there was a really devastating storm in the Solomons in the area that – because our school would go back to the same area each time. Like people in the community and town, they knew us. Mm. And there was a really bad storm and it like wiped out like a lot of the um, buildings that the people from my school had helped build. And we were raising money – but the money wasn't just going like to the Solomons, like rebuilding after the storm fund. It was like to rebuild that specific school. Mm. And there were a few times, like, do you remember years ago, probably like late 2000s, as in like prior to 2010, um, it, there was like lots of um, uh, fires in Victoria. Yeah. Yeah. So that happened. And our like in quote sister school in Victoria got burned down. So we sent money to rebuild the, the private school instead of big, even though people were like had no homes and food and water and shelter. Yeah. Like we did like a free dress day, bring a donation for, to rebuild the school. And I was like, what about the homes and like blankets and it's winter and they're cold. But it, we were just rebuilding the school. Huh. Well, like, I mean, I think back on the trip and I think I think part of the reason they take you is because you'll come back with, like, a whole different perspective. Like, I remember going to Sri Lanka and, like, looking and, and, and I came back and I thought, I'll never fucking complain about an assessment again. Yeah. That lasted three days. We had a principal at our school. Um, did I talk about this in the pod? No. Uh, we had a principal at our school who is actually a sex offender and is now in jail. Do go on, Queen. <laughs> So he came to the school, new principal. We weren't even introduced to him. There was no like assembly introducing him. He was just there one day and Mm. everyone was like, that's weird. And we all just like went on our way and we were like, it's so odd. Like who even is this guy walking around the school? And then there was a, we had a swimming carnival. He was there and I'm pretty sure I was in grade nine. And we had like, when we were wearing formal uniform, it was like a, a white, like dressy blouse, like pretty standard. Yep. And my friend was wearing her formal uniform and he pushed her in the pool when she was in year nine. Gross. With like, obviously like had that white shirt on. Anyway, then he was just gone like a few months later. And everyone was like, that's that's rude everyone was like that's bizarre like why why is he gone and then the pool criminal charge (laughs) criminal and then um there was news coverage that he was imprisoned because he had like done something at his previous school that he like let he left that previous school where he'd committed a sex crime um and then come to my school and had been the principal and he was actually on he was like on suicide watch in the prison and it was all over the news. And we were like, oh, that guy was like at our school. And I don't think it was ever addressed. I find like every school has a story like this. 
Yeah. Do you ever just think about the fact that teachers are people? Like, I remember being in school and just yeah, being like, Yeah, because my oh. mum's a teacher. Yeah. Ah, oh, teachers. And then that one, as soon as the second I left school, I was like, Teachers. Ugh. <laughs> I think I just love, like, it was such a parental figure in my life during like, my late high school, especially because, like, my family life wasn't great. Yeah. And I remember just, like, my teachers were, like, just that that point of, like, light. I think it was, like, a bit of a beacon. I had really good teachers in like, year 11 and 12. Okay. Like, I only had four teachers, and I, I loved all of them. Yeah. Um, And I think when I left school, I mean, I still love them, but when I left school, I looked at a lot of the other teachers at the school, and I was like, oh, God. Like, I, I, I didn't respect you when I was there, and I knew in my head I had good reason. But when I left and I looked back, I was like, it's just sad. It's just so yeah. sad. Yeah. I just always felt, because when I got to my... Um, high school, which is private and small, um, that I found and felt that most of the teachers did not respect me. Yeah. So I didn't respect them because I was always taught that like respect is earned. Mm. I was polite to everyone, but like you don't automatically get respect from me just because you're a teacher or because you're older than me or an authority figure or whatever. Mm. And I didn't get respect from them. So I didn't respect them back yeah and that was always like an issue but it all it all came from the fact that i didn't come from a family who went to the right church like that's the only reason god people like this shouldn't be educators agree oh. it's so worrying to me because like i think like my schooling experience is really good like we yeah. i had a great year group i had great friends i still have great friends like i really really enjoyed the time i spent at school and everyone that mm -hmm. i experienced it with um and obviously school did a lot for me. Like yeah. I did well because I was a nerd. Like I was set up perfectly. Like I was so privileged in the upbringing that I had and mm -hmm. the school experience that I had. Um, but I look back on it and I just think like, I mean, I just think like I'm being a hard ass about this, but I always think about the kids that weren't in such a position to succeed and how they were treated. And they were kind of just like a, they were a number. Yeah. They weren't really cared for. Well, for, for, at my school, it was whether if you're religious, you're... It's so after. interesting. Ours is just if you were elite in some in some way. Okay. Yeah. My school wasn't like that. Well, I guess it was elitism in the fact that they thought that people from you know mm. re religious families were the most elite. If you found us just totally relatable and quirky, <laughs> come back next Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, head to cheekmedia.com.au to tide you over. Until then, bye. Goodbye. <laughs>